lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 214. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside... He only does everything, Colin Moriarty. When this boy means when. <laughs> and... IGN's Ray of Sunshine, Anthony Gallegos. Chuff it out. Chuff it out! There, you got a catchphrase! Someone reminded me that that used to be my uh, catchphrase way back in the day. Okay. You can hear me in your headphones, right? No. Really? I can hear you. Okay. That's weird. But can you hear me talk like normal, so you're just going to be yeah, fine? Yeah, that's annoying, ship? isn't it? I, I hate can't hear the headphones. All this stuff the headphones. No, it's fine. I'm just going to do this. No, Let's don't do that. There's can... a there's a knob around wow, here. I just went back to normal human hearing. Let's keep going. <laughs> no, there's a knob. So, Podcast Beyond talking about PlayStation games. That's how it happens. This is vamping, so Greg can find the stupid knob. That I don't even wants. know where it is anymore. Big PlayStation release this week. Modern Warfare 3. There you go. Happy hey, two feet, I thought you were going to say. Is that out this week, too? <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Or happy feet, too. Happy feet, too. Yeah, I have to have happy two feet here. I should probably fix this here. Can I have your pen, please? Yeah, sure. Happy, Happy Two Feet. Whoa. That's not, that's not a name. Through the pen. That sounds like an awesome name. If you're wondering where Ryan Clements is, he is in the land down under, Korea. He's over there for G-Star, uh, seeing MMOs and seeing Korean pop music. He called me this morning from Korea to tell me that his computer doesn't work. So if he's ever what? not online, there you go. It's on the Fritz, he said, and he couldn't get internet in the hotel. That's what home. I would say, too, if I was just doing tons, Likely of, story. tons of cocaine, eating kimchi, and exactly. just, like, having Just Korean hanging women. out with Korean women all day long, going to all these pop concerts. I wouldn't even take showers the whole time I was there. I would just have them lick me clean. Jesus. Louise. Oh, you, you can, yeah, pay, you can pay for anything in there, in the Koreas. Uh, Colin, how's your week going? It's fine. It's been stressful. Are you enjoying Skyrim on PS3? <laughs> we don't have Skyrim yet on PS3. Yeah, we don't. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's You know, it's, it's kind of like... It's, it's, a such a, it's such a game journalist problem, I guess, because it's like we're so used to being able to play games early, and like so it's like, oh, we got Rage, and we got this, and we got Uncharted, and all these, and then it's like, and I, I, every day I walk in now, and I'm like, Charles, where? You know, he doesn't know because he's you know just dealing with Bethesda. He's just a stuff. dude. He's just a dude with a job, and he was just saying, you know, I'm like, where's the PS3 copy? He's like, we don't have, it. we don't have. It. We've had 360 copies of Skyrim for a, a pretty long time, so it's like super. Like other people in the office are playing it, and I'm, I think I'm more excited about that game than almost anyone in the office. So it's like. It's really frustrating for me not to be able to play it. You know, I could play it on 360 or PC, but I want the trophies and 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 frankly, I'm I'm afraid about the, the if we haven't gotten the copy. Of the what, game does yet, how, what does that mean? How does that game going to be? The review is out today, and the game comes out tomorrow. What does that mean? That we we got the 360, we got 360 retail copies. and PC and We've PC. Had PC for a while too. Yeah. So scary stuff, know. especially how bad Fallout 3 originally was on PS3. When but but that's the that's the weird thing is that we got Fallout 3 retail PS3 really early too. You know, like I had that game. For a couple weeks before it came out, PS3 box copy. So yeah, although I guess maybe they had so much more time to work within that engine that they already knew it like the back of their hand, so it wasn't as hard as to maybe get a PS3 version working up to the same capacity as a PC and Xbox, since they're basically this, almost the same systems. And uh, it's a lot harder maybe for them with this time because it's a new engine or an adapted engine. Mm-hmm. I just hope that we ordered them off of Amazon because we can't wait. So. Yeah. Uh, I hope that they really do come tomorrow. This shows how how distant Colin is anymore from the game buying consumer. I still buy games off Amazon, and if I say I want to release it, you get it on release date. Yeah, don't what, fret. Don't fret. Tomorrow not, we're I'm, getting three I'm awesome copies. I'm not necessarily worried about that. Okay. I'm, I'm worried that, that what's going to happen... The mailman's going to explode? No, no, no I'm worried that at the last minute they're going to say that the PS3 copy is not ready, and it's not going to be shipped tomorrow. Mm. Yeah? Impossible. 
I don't think that is impossible. I think Amazon would have already have, uh, notified you that it wasn't coming out. I sure hope so, Anthony, because I want to play this game so bad, I don't really care how fucking broken it might be. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. On 360 and PC, it's supposed to be excellent, so it got a 9.5, so hopefully uh, it's just as good on PS3. And obviously this is all conjecture. The game could be totally fine. It could be a, a manufacturing problem. But I think this is a good point uh, to launch in the fact that a lot of people got mad when I ended up copying and pasting the uh, PS or copying over the PS3 review for Modern Warfare 3 because it was the same game. But people were mad because I it it didn't come out for like like twelve hours later than the uh, than the three sixty version, and people were like, "Oh, it's because we love Xbox." Blah 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 blah. But the truth of the matter is, is that that was again a case where there was a review event for the game, or in this case, in the, they didn't even have PS three builds there for us to play through. Like, yeah, it, the only option was to review it on three sixty and IGN has a policy that you at least check out the game on the other platforms to make sure that there's parity, and if there's not, then you adjust the review. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with copying over a review if the game is the same. And, and most of the time, between the, the HD twins, anyway, the games are the same. Yeah, so. I mean, they're made to be the same. They want them to be the same. Yeah. But I know that there is a vocal minority in IGN that wants us to do separate reviews for all these games yes. for each of their platforms. It's totally absurd. It would get so annoying. Like, <clears throat> what would you? What, what could I possibly? What would I say differently if the games are the same? That's what I don't get you about wouldn't, that. You wouldn't, and that's why yeah. you don't. That's why it's absurd. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some. <laughs> News. I was well. If you guys know the gimmick, I was gonna do. I was gonna do like news music. (laughs) (laughs) Colin. Yes. Something we 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 joked about, worried about long ago has come to fruition. Yeah. An email from Sam Morthpeth. He writes into beyond.ign.com. Remember, we're a conversational podcast. If you want to be a part of the show, email us at beyond.ign.com. Uh, Sam writes in and says, Hey there, Beyond. I just joined the Beyond Nation when you guys were around 190 episodes, and I have to say it's absolutely brilliant. I constantly get weird looks from people listening to the podcast as I stifle my laughter while pissing myself at Clement's magical rollerblade dream in the latest podcast. However... I have a question that needs answering. Why is the Roper Report called the Roper Report? Was there some ex-IGN writer that presented the PlayStation News many episodes ago? Or is this a reference to some American news channel? I have tried to Google it and have come away empty-handed. Have I been a complete idiot and missed something? Blah, 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 blah. Well, you've been a complete idiot. You've missed no. something like the first 120-something that's, episodes. That's what I was going to say. He's a complete idiot because he's <laughs> only listening now. Yeah, no, we, well, now he's in the prime. Now we've got all the kinks worked out. We never have a bad episode yeah. except for the fact that I can't make your headphones work, and I'm pretty sure I'm way louder than you are, and I don't know how to fix that. Where, Clements, why did you leave us? Anyways, no, uh, yeah, when the original Podcast Beyond crew was myself, Jeremy Dunham, Jeff Haynes, and Chris Roper. And Chris Roper had a segment where he did the news of the week, and we called it the Roper Report. When Chris left IGN, we had a a little brief powwow here in the IGN meeting with listeners like yourself. And we said, listeners, do you still want to be called the Roper Report, or should we move on? And you all voted to keep the Roper Report, and that's why forever and always... The Roper Report yeah, remains. Uh, what was once, what is right now, what forever will be. The In Roper the Report. annals of history. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of what's funny. The show's been going on for so long that I think people, you know, I, I think a lot of people have listened to the show the entire time or have gone back and listened to old episodes. Yeah. My first episode was only like 97 or something like that. So, you know, there was that whole period of time where it was we had Jeff Haynes, we had Chris Roper, and we had Sam Bishop, who was on for a while longer yeah, after yeah. that. Um, you know, but we kind of, I guess around, what, episode 120, I guess we kind of settled on... Greg, me, and Clements. Yeah, something like that. But, uh, yeah, the show has evolved a lot, but we like to pay homage to our history. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. So let's Never forget in- where we came from. Uh, we, we mustn't. Uh, so let's get into the Roper Report. There are 12 items this week. All right. Um, the first one is something we've been talking about all morning. Yeah, it's been annoying. You think, I don't think it's. I think it's been fun. You, I just wish annoying. we. I wish there was a, a definitive answer, and we knew exactly what it meant, and there was no more 
back talking double speak from Fran or Jim or anybody else. Okay. Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception has, according to Sony, uh-huh. sold 3.8 million copies in its first day. Worldwide. Worldwide. Whether or not these numbers are literally sold through to consumers is unknown, though that's certainly the way Sony is making it sound. So, they never are. Um, sold through is always a different... If it was sold to consumers, they would just say flat out sold to consumers. They would say it because they wouldn't want that. But that's what the, the, the press release says sold. And then when we're trying to get clarification, if it was sales or shipped, they said sold through. Thus, because sold through is sold through it, it, is the good number. Sold through is an industry term, and they're not you're not going to understand that. Just a general press. Sold release, through right? means a human being went to a retail counter exactly. and handed over sixty dollars. Now let me let me say this: Is it you know I was talking to Casey about it and some other people. We've obviously been going back and forth on Twitter because it's basically Greg, Greg basically wins the bet with Jim. If you don't remember, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Riley used to work at IGN. He was the news hound, then he became the info boy, then he was so upset over the name info boy, he left IGN. And we had a bet back in the day that was, if Gears of War, basically here was the bet, Gears of War 3's first month sales would outsell the combined US first month sales of Uncharted, Infamous, Resistance, PlayStation Move Heroes, SOCOM, Twisted Metal, Motorstorm Apocalypse. I said, no way, Sony exclusives are going to sell more than Gears of War. Jim said, Gears of War will sell more. And I said, absurd. To the entire but, bet. but but there are certain things like uh, PlayStation Move Heroes that yeah, make it seem like it's plausible. Well, that was, no, no, that was the whole thing. They were added for just to be like you know they were just there to pad the number basically. And Jim knew that he was saying basically we were at a Gears of War event and he said this game will sell outsell every other PlayStation exclusive from here on forward combined for the year. Yeah, and that's why Twisted Metal is in there because remember Twisted Metal was supposed to come out in October. And now so if if Jim is still winning after if the Uncharted numbers come and Jim's still winning, then I make him hold until <laughs> Twisted Metal comes out. <laughs> All right, so I, I mean I did some math and. You know, off, the, off the numbers you're able to find. Remember, yeah, MPD is no longer shared yeah. to everybody. Yeah, MPD is obviously the numbers that we're going to go off of ultimately. Um, and, you know, those are the respected industry numbers. But, you know, there are websites like VG Charts and stuff which kind of, like, have their own formula. And they're not really that accurate, but they're ballpark figures. Um, and from what I can tell uh, off of that website, un- based on what has already been sold... Infamous and all those things, PlayStation Move Heroes, which sold abysmally, yeah. and other games, Motorstorm, which uh, again was victimized by the earthquake, um, and probably wouldn't have sold that that great anyway. Uh, in the U.S., those games combined sold about almost a million copies, and which means that uh, and Gears of War apparently sold something like two point eight million copies in the United States in its first four weeks. So that would mean Uncharted would need to sell one point eight million copies. If these numbers are true, then then you've already won, basically, and. You know, because they're they're not only saying that that you know the game came out on the first. They're saying that the, the, their verb you know the, the verbiage in the press release is that that happened on its first day. Yeah, and they're still. I mean, it was, I don't know how that's even possible. But it, it, that's why I'm, that's why if they were if they came out and said, and I'm not saying it's true or not because we just don't know. But I'm saying if they came out and said, you know, today's whatever it is, the tenth, and they were like, Uncharted three sold three point eight million copies so far. That I'll, I'll be like, okay. Yeah, that yeah. makes more sense. But the first day, and there's I don't a whole, know there's about a whole that. bunch of the months still left. Remember, this is November first for Uncharted, mm-hmm. and then you still have Black Friday and everything Call else coming. Call of Duty up. sold 10 million copies on its first day, but that's Call of that's Duty. That's Call of Duty, yeah, and, exactly. that's, um, and that's multiple platforms, right? I mean, that's every platform known to man. Although it probably Correct. sold more than 3.8 million units on PS3 in its first day. I mean, it's it's just that yeah, you're right. It's not platform exclusive. Now, so. now this is like I said, this has been a horse that's been beaten over and over. It, it was beaten. It was beaten while it was dead, and it came back to life briefly and was beaten again. Anthony threw his hat in the ring on a different bet with me and Colin. Anthony says uh, that Uncharted 3 won't sell a million in its first month. And Colin and I say it will. We've already won. There's a pool of $15 on the line. I want to be wrong. 
Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I want to be wrong, but every other PlayStation game that I've been like, Killzone, I liked it. And all these Infamous 2, I really liked it. Yeah. And then I'm just like, what the fuck are these people not buying it for? Like, yeah. It is weird. Like PS3 games, I mean, the argument has always been that there's just more PS3 exclusives, so they're, they're people spread their purchasing out. But I don't know if that's quite what it is. I'm not really sure what it is, you know, yeah. because it's like uh, Infamous 2 sold something like, I don't know, 300,000 units in its first month or something like that. That's a really bad numbers, actually, considering how good that game is. And you know, how much it probably would have sold if it was on Xbox as well. And obviously, it won't be because Sucker Punch is owned by Sony. But it is kind of strange. That's why these numbers are extra strange, because nothing except for, like, God of War really sells a million or more units. And and Uncharted 2 came out in the middle of October in 2009, but, and that sold almost 600,000 units So in the U.S. So you're, it's basically a foregone conclusion it's going to sell more than a million copies in, in, in November. I mean, that's, that's, I think that's obvious. I'm not even going to hold you to the bet. Because frankly, I think it's obvious it's going to... It's just a matter of like what these numbers really mean. If they're Even if they're sold through to retailers, that's still impressive just because they wouldn't sell... Retailers wouldn't buy them if they didn't think they were going to sell them. You know, So you can take it to the bank that the game's going to sell like whatever, 4 million units at least. Hopefully. I mean, they thought certain things with games like... I mean, there were other games like Beyond Good and Evil Max Payne no. 2 that they ended up with in the garbage just because there were so many of them that these stores bought and then were like, oh... Nobody Tanked. wants this. Wah, wah. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, I, I'm I'm interested for more clarification. I think that's about as much clarification as we're going to get until the MPD comes out. Yeah. But my prediction, I think two million plus is probably plausible in the U.S. in its I, first month. I hope so. Don't let me down, PS, PS3 consumers. Make me lose this bet. Remember, the game has been getting Drake's Fortune and Among Thieves got great reviews. This game is getting insanely good reviews, like tens a lot in a lot of places. So only the hacks, only the sellouts. Only the hacks. I feel like this this game's getting almost comparable reviews to the second one overall. The Metacritic average is like is one different, yeah, one point difference. Yeah, it's not bad. It's like ninety one tenth of a point. The yeah, difference like ninety three and ninety four. Think about the difference again, though, is that when Uncharted one came out, it didn't sell that great because nobody had PS 3s Uncharted two came out, and people were like, oh, I heard a lot of good things, and they bought it, but PS three still wasn't like everywhere. You know what I mean? And now you're at a point where the system costs two hundred fifty dollars. And there are a bunch of people and who have it, parody, yeah. exactly, who have it and just are keeping it for exclusives and are buying it for Uncharted. So I think that's the difference. That's what I've noticed in the evolution of our comments, and I wonder if you guys noticed that too. The comments on the articles is that you find more and more people being like, "I finally bought a PS3," or "The PS3 exclusives really are good." And I played Xbox for a long time. That dear IGN, fuck your mother. I'm interested to see. You know, I was talking to Arthur too, Arthur Geese on. Twitter, and we made a bet a long time ago, earlier in the year, that I thought PS3 would would have passed Xbox this year in, in units sold. Yeah. Now, I've, I've used the caveat over and over again that PS3 technically has outsold Xbox because it's been on the on the market a year last time. But You're looking at overall numbers. Yeah, overall numbers, and I don't think it's going to do it this year, but it will do it next year. I mean, it's really close now. Okay. Um, I have anyway, something to say. That's number one. We have, uh, we have 11 more items. Uh, is God of War 4 in development? Rumors are, and job listings seem to confirm that it is. Now, now God of War 4 has appeared on New Zealand retailers' website and is dated September 28, 2012. Ooh. Now, that is just, I'm sure, a placeholder date. Um, but the idea that God of War 4 isn't in development would be newsworthy. Too. Yeah, right. What's, like, Sony, what's Santa Monica doing? Of course it is. Come on. I hope. I, I mean, I really want to see that studio do something else. Greg and I talk about that all the time. I, not, I really don't like God of War. I, don't think, I think it's overrated. Um, it's obviously fundamentally sad and people like it. I just think the characters really suck. Yeah, you but know? it's like, so much fun to sucks. play, though. It's fun to play, though. Come on now. Uncharted 3 was... Just or, like, I'm sorry. God of War like 3 was that, a beautiful uh, game. It's like right now, if someone were to news, someone could news a story and quote me right now that there's another Zelda game in development. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. We already know that. For Wii U. Oh, I'm for just Wii. saying. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was excited to hear Miyamoto wants to remake Link to the Past, which is exciting. 
I would be that would so be many fresh ideas in yeah. the video game industry. <laughs> yeah, Uncharted seriously. Four, God of War Four, remake a Link to the Past. <laughs> uh, number three, Gotham City Imposters, a downloadable Batman game, will be coming to PlayStation Network January tenth, two thousand twelve. Bigger news: the beta begins in December, so they're gonna have a lot of ch- time to implement the changes you say you want from the beta. Okay, absolutely sarcasm. <laughs> Month of beta, my, just call it a demo. It is. Remember what happened to Resistance Three, of course. I mean, I, I hope people are remembering that you know they really do need time to to like work out the kinks. Like Resistance Three's beta ended up being a disaster. So um, I wish that they would get these things out earlier. Obviously, cr- you got to crunch and you got to get your game out on time. And this publisher get your game out on you know. time, Marcus. Well, it was like they had the Battlefield beta a month before it came out, and they said it was the same old map because they wanted to do server stress tests, and then it didn't work for like four days on the 360 when it launched. So obviously they. Did a really good job with server stress testing. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, number four, and this is interesting, and we can talk more about this because this will be a topic of the week as well because Anthony's here to talk about the game. Modern Warfare 3 is getting slammed on Metacritic with poor user reviews, averaging a score of 2.7 on 360, 2.0 on PS3, and 1.5 on PC, which basically suggests the game's unplayable. Uh, Glenn uh, Schofield of Sledgehammer Games says, reach out on Twitter to have people help correct the score with honest reviews. Um, whether they feel good or bad about this. I was reading about this, and I just don't understand why you would want to scuttle a, a game like that, you know? Because you're like a Battlefield fanboy. But who it's, cares? It's just, it's just, well, why does anybody care, why does anybody why care do about people, Sony versus did, Microsoft exactly. exclusives? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we talk about that, and we kind of ham it up and stuff like that. Yeah, we always but, do. But at the same time, like, I would never... I would never like try to injure a game that someone's worked yeah, on. It's, a, you know? it's, it's, a, it's like a, in my opinion, it's like a psychological thing because they're... They, they're, everyone wants to feel justified for their investment, so they bought a multiple hundred dollar console, they've bought hundreds of dollars in the game, and they always want to feel like their shit's the best. And so if they want to buy Battlefield, but they can't buy Call of Duty, they want to feel like they made the right choice. So I mean, shitting on exactly. Else yeah, not everybody gets way. to get every game like we're able to get, you know what I mean? So they have to make a choice, and then you want your choice to be the right choice. And, you, you, and, you then, s- and video games are always about... You know, ha- having a community, right? And like we we talk about this a lot. That you know, when when I was growing up or whatever, I was the big video game. F- my, my friends liked games, but they didn't like games like I did. So if online would have been there, I would have bonded to a community and been like, yeah, I am the SmackDown crew. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can understand where that gets carried away. That all of a sudden now, you know, you're a loner maybe in your everyday life, but then you get to be these people and um, you get to go online and play with your friends and you know, you put uh, hours and hours and hours into this character. Uh, 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 Tell me about Dungeon Defenders. No, no, no. I just, uh, I just. Think that I, you're totally right with that, and also I think there's just been a a big desire to hate on Call of Duty in particular. I mean, like even the video review I did on YouTube has like two thousand more dislikes than it yeah. has likes. Like it's like crazy. Well, that's so, that's what I was. That, they're like like both camps, the dedicated dedicated camps are like locusts in a way because a new video goes up and they swarm to. I was talking to Fran about this that every time we put up a Battlefield video, it gets a, a bunch of thumbs down, and it, and every time we put up a Modern Warfare video, a bunch of thumbs down because the other camp is going there and sabotaging the video. Yeah, it's strange to me. I mean, you, you talk about, you know, obviously we're blessed now because we're in the industry and we got access to a lot of games and stuff like that, but I, I don't know that I can relate necessarily when I became a young teenager or whatever, that it's like, I can only, I'm only going to support this or that. It's like, I, I had an N64 and a PlayStation. Like, I wanted to play both those games. I had a PS2, a GameCube, and an Xbox. Like, exactly. I, I went I wanna, my way around. I want to play Battlefield and Call of Duty for totally separate reasons. Call of Duty is like a first-person shooter infantry game and Battlefield is like 
that, but also with vehicles. Yeah. In a totally different sort of feeling. Like yeah. I want to play both. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I'm going to play both campaigns too, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested. You know, I'm interested to see what they're all about. I mean, these days it's like now that I'm an adult, and I have like other things to do and stuff like that. Like I really only have time to dedicate myself to like one experience because, you know, there are other things I want to do. I want to keep a social life and stuff. It's not like I just come home from school and I just play games and do whatever I want. Um, so like, I guess I'm just kind of confused. Like unless you worked on a game. It's like, you know, there, there has to be a point where you kind of have to draw the line. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we love PlayStation. But you know what? There are great games on Xbox. Shadow Complex is still one of my favorite games of the generation. Like, I'll never deny that I love that game, you know? Um, and it's just weird to me. Like, if you didn't work on the game, if you have no financial stake in it or anything like that, it's like, it's like yeah, we, love PlayStation. we love PlayStation, but it's to a degree. It's like when we always talk about the PlayStation Network going down, I wrote, like, a scathing editorial after scathing editorial. It's like, eventually, you got to call it like it is. And we've been There's, saying how much we hate Move and how, yeah. how bad PlayStation Move heroes yeah, look. PlayStation, yeah, PlayStation Move is, is you know, I, I, hell, I gave Deadman's Quest an 8 and the first line in the review is like I don't like the PlayStation move or like I'm not enthusiastic about the PlayStation yeah, movie. Yeah. You, know, you gotta call it like you see it but to me it's like I just feel bad for these dudes you know especially now that Raven who is one of the finest shooter developers in the world is working on Modern Warfare it's like you know these guys you know pour their hearts and souls into these games they're real people just like you and me they're working on a game or whatever their game happens to sell 20 million copies and it's going to you know there's no reason to hate on it just to hate on it. There's something behind it. It's like people always say, like, well, Britney Spears sells 10 million copies. But it's like, you know what? Britney Spears might make good pop music that people well, enjoy. because she has excellent songwriters who make quality fucking songs. Well, let's not go that far. But they're catchy. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just To me, it's just I, I'm, a little dis- I'm a little distressed that people would go on to Metacritic and just, and just scuttle the score. Like I mean, that. You're, I but you're talking as an adult. I mean, I, you're saying, like, you had all this stuff. When I was growing up, I was a Sega kid. And fuck Nintendo, man. I would never support Nintendo. Exactly. I was Sega, the, Sega, Sega. One of the people that messages me on Twitter constantly about my Modern Warfare 3 review T-D-T-I-Y. and, and IG, IG and I'm call now. <laughs> his name is Jim Dude 99 oh I think I know that guy and and I look at his name and I'm like Jim Dude 99 okay so I add the numbers up between now and then and that's 12 years so he's probably a 12 year old kid his icon is a battlefield logo yeah so he's just like sitting there trolling like I don't you know whatever did man. you block him yet no he's just a little baby I don't care I don't either, but when people talk shit, I just block them. I don't want to be bothered with you. And don't get me wrong, when you, when you Twitter at me and you say you don't agree with the review because of X, Y, and Z, that's totally fine. Yeah, when it's, exactly. Like today, somebody tweeted, loser, colon, Greg, or game over Greg. I was like, oh, fuck you, dude. I block. Yeah, I mean, I don't block many people unless they really great on me. Um, number five uh, is the classic Simpsons arcade game coming to PlayStation Network. It looks like it. The Australian Games Rating Board has rated the Simpsons arcade game, oh! crediting development to Backbone Entertainment and Konami. It's listed as multi-platform, though you can rest assured that it's likely to come to PSN. We have no official word on this Correct. yet, but that game I used to I used to love going to this uh, restaurant on Long Island. Right in, if you remember, Ground Round on Long Island, it was like a small chain, and we used to go there, and they had like Neo Geo machines and like other arcade machines. And uh, man, we used to play the Simpsons arcade game like constantly. I love that game, even though I hate the Simpsons. So. <laughs> Good is that game. the one when you, you skateboarded from one side of the screen? Yeah, it was the okay. one that had, like, if it was the real setup, it had three screens put into one, basically, like the X-Men one did. Okay, okay. It was, like, huge, so you could do, like, six-player or whatever. Yeah, so, so rad. So rad. I love those Neo Geo machines, too, man. I'm, uh. Samurai Showdown. It, they, there was just such a mystique to Neo Geo, wasn't there? Because it was so fucking expensive, and, like, no one actually had one, and, like, you know, they had, like, the, so I think some of the machines had, like, memory card slots and all those things, and you can, like, transfer your saves and, and like, do all this crazy shit, and I was like, who... I don't know. I, I, I love those Neo Geo machines. Uh, they were, like, way ahead of their time. Uh, number six, MLB 12, the show, has a release date. It will be coming to PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita. That's a, that's confirmation on that. On March 6, 2012. For the first time in the series history, it looks like it won't be coming to either PS2 or PSP. So Whoa. it looks like they're going to finally shutter those. Even MLB 11, the show, came out on PS2. So There's a Red Sox on the cover. What do you think of that? I think the Red Sox are garbage. Okay. Um... What I'm most interested in, we talked about this yesterday, is if the, if the game's going to support cross-platform play. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Transfaring, I Transfaring, believe it's called. Transfaring, as it were. 
Uh, number seven, the Jack and Daxter collection is coming to PlayStation 3. Confirmed to IGN by Sony yesterday, the collection presumed, presumably includes the three PS2 Jack and Daxter games. Could this somehow be tied to the new game being developed by Naughty Dog, which we assumed was Uncharted 4? Greg, do you have an email? Yes. Uh, our good friend Yar from Israel, mm-hmm. to, to, he, he writes into beyond at IGN.com. With the recent confirmation of Jack and Dexter... Daxter. HD Collections is indeed coming in 2012. Do you think Jack 4 announcement is close? If you consider, that's usually what happens with the release of HD Collections. Sly, God of War, ZOE. Uh, it seems that a new Jack game is imminent. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's So there's a right. new Sly game being made as well? Correct. Yeah. Thieves in Time. And in fact... By our friends at Zenzaru. Hello, Ninja XYZ. Yeah, Zenzaru. Awesome. Uh, in fact, if you beat the three Sly games on Sly Collection... There's a trailer for Sly 4, and that's how we anyone found out about it. They actually kept the secret for a really long time yeah. until like several days after it came out. Someone's like, "Holy shit! There's a there's a Sly 4 trailer here." Yeah. Um, we were talking about this yesterday. I'm going to write something up this afternoon about it. It just seems like you know, obviously, God of War 3 was announced before God of War Collection came out, but it did preempt God of War Collection. I think God of War 3 came out in what March, and the collection came out in November the year before, something like yeah, that. Something like that, sure. Um, and then Sly Collection came out and revealed the uh, Sly 4, and now we're probably going to have this too. Whether or not. The game that Naughty Dog's working on is Jack and Daxter remains to be seen. I'd like to think that it probably isn't, but I hope it's not an Uncharted game either. I really want to see them do something else, but it's probably going to be Uncharted. They, they will probably not Uncharted in three point six million. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Sly was a sucker punch you know, series, and you guys know them from Infamous and stuff like that. And Sanzaru is working on that now, and and seems like they're doing a good job. We've seen the game several times. Yeah, you yeah. went and saw it. The, the story behind that game is obviously fast, probably the most fascinating part about it, actually. Um, Read about an IGN.com. Yeah, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I hope that there is a new Jack and Daxter. I think, I think people, you know, people like that series. Uh, I know Jack here, uh, Jack DeVries, is, would probably be really He's excited. He's named after that series. Indeed. So, um, yeah, there's definitely an audience for it, plus trophies. I love the, the old Jack and Daxters. Uh, number eight. EA President Frank Gibbo, is that how you say Gibbo? I don't know. Sure, why not? Confirmed during a keynote address at USC that there, quote, there is going to be a Battlefield 4, end quote. However, EA itself wouldn't confirm it, saying only that, quote, Frank was speaking broadly about the Battlefield brand, a brand that EA is deeply passionate about and a fan community that, community that EA is committed to. Obviously, there's going to be a Battlefield 4. What else is DICE going to do? Make Mirror's Edge 2? Yeah, yeah, buddy! Right. Oh, uh, and we can probably quickly work through the rest of these. Okay. Uh, number nine, a new patch for Dead Island launched this week. A bunch of fixes are made to the Bing game, as well as additions, including bong, a new level cap of 60. Uh, bong, 10, uh, Yves Guillemot, CEO of Ubisoft, confirmed that there will be a new Assassin's Creed game in 2012. There are no other details available it. as of yet. Number 11, Sony has a new policy on game sharing with PS3 and PSPs. Formerly, a game with either PS3 or PSP could be shared between five consoles. Now, any game purchased after November 18th will only be allowed to be shared on two PSPs or two PS3s. And finally, number 12, Chrono Cross came to the PSN this week. Uh, Final Fantasy V and Final Fantasy VI are also incoming, so you're finally getting your square wishes. Yay! How much more expensive are they than the normal? They're $10 games. each. Okay. All square games are $10 on PSN. Uh, and that is it, Greg. Thank you, Colin. Big week for news, as always. But, Colin, mm. we didn't get Skyrim. No. We want, some, we want some Skyrim. So you and I are... We're, we we called around last night to a bunch of mom-and-pop shops to trying to figure out go a midnight release. It? No, we wanted to... Well, we called GameStops. We're looking for a midnight release in San Francisco. Mom-and-pop shops. <laughs> it's run by Mr. GameStop. Uh, anyways, nobody, nobody's doing it. No midnight releases in the San Francisco Bay Area for Skyrim that I could find. If I'm wrong, let me know. Really? I still won't go, probably. No, I didn't well, call... It's too late now. We already ordered the game. Yeah, it's well, No, I just think that's crazy that there wouldn't... Even, like, the downtown GameStop wouldn't... 
Yeah, we, we called Powell. We called yeah. the, the Powell one. I actually didn't there. call Powell. Now that I think about it, I call I, the, called, I, called, I called the ones close to our house. Oh, so you called the one in Westlake and the one at Stonestown. Yeah, and there was see, another one too. Powell, Maybe actually, I did call Powell. Midnight. I don't remember anymore. Least, don't what does it matter? You, you screwed everything up. Whatever. We're gonna sleep in. We're gonna get up, eat our eggs, come on in, play some Skyrim. Are we really? No, probably not. Okay. I mean, we're gonna sleep in our normal time. Oh, okay, so right. seven thirty. You want to? You want to? Tra- we can treat Charles to a cab ride to work if you want. Tomorrow, so we're here early. This I mean, the package won't be here yet. Up. Okay. And move on. Anyways, Colin, if if we did go to the brick and mortar store, yeah. what games can we find there? You go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all your platforms by the IGN editors. Do, 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 do. Clements is dead. And nothing on PlayStation Two. On PSP, PlayStation Portable, there's Pro Evolution Soccer Twelve. There you go. Cars Two and Lego Harry Potter Years Five. Through Would seven. you call this, you know? The resurgence of the PSP. <laughs> no, I'd call it that dying gas. These games gas. sell 10,000 copies each. Oh, no. Uh, on PlayStation 3, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Happy Feet 2, not Happy 2 Feet. Happy <laughs> Feet 2. Metal Gear Solid HD Collection. Yes. Champion Jockey. Of course. If you want to race some horses. Family Game Night 4. Is- the Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. Tomorrow. Heavy Rain Director's Cut. Right! And Lego Harry Potter years five through seven. All right, so the questions we need to figure out when we get out of this meeting. How are the trophies on Happy Feet 2? Probably amazing. How are the trophies on I'm a horse racer jockey? Okay. And then is there a new trophy set for Heavy Rain? That's that's the one thing we want. We haven't gotten a copy of the game. No, we haven't. This well, all slipped through me. It's been, I've been gone. And I'll talk we're to back now. I'll talk to them this afternoon and see if we can get a copy. Oh, you'll talk to them? I'll talk to them. I'll, I'll do it. No, you won't. You don't even know who to talk to. Who do you talk to? You want to know about Heavy Rain? Yeah, say his first name. Say his? Yeah, exactly. Oh. You don't know. You don't know anything about Sony PR. Oh, I only talked to the same three people at Sony. Yeah, I know. Um, well, I guess when you consider the PlayStation blog guys, oh, you, the same, you don't, you don't the even talk to anybody who knows the same, anything. The same six people. Jeff Rubenstein's the only guy who knows anything over there. Ray and Sid are just puppets. They just dance whatever he says. Um, Clements is in here, so I'll do PlayStation blog, uh, PlayStation Network stuff. Oh, okay, well, good, uh, good thing I printed it off for no reason. Oh, you did? Oh, you can do it. No, it's too late. You I, got it. Go ahead. You well, go. there's nothing on the... No, go ahead, big boy. Uh, Dead Space 2 and Monopoly Streets are both available for digital downloads if you want. Fight Night Champion, single-player mode, only $5. Yeah, I saw that. That's interesting. It's a weird, uh, confusing thing. Uh, Full Spectrum Warrior and Stuntman Ignition are PlayStation 2 classics. And Chrono Cross came out for PS1 Classics. You missed a PlayStation Mini. Oh, uh, well, that's only available to PlayStation Plus users, but uh, Where's My Heart came out this week. Exactly. And one of those PlayStation Plus users sent in an IGN reader mini review. This is Shane Bailey, everybody. Where's My Heart is a unique puzzle game that keeps me coming back, but doesn't hold my attention for longer than 10 or 15 minutes at a time. The pixelated 2D side-scrolling art style is absolutely adorable, and I love searching for the hearts in the level that are hidden in plain sight. Let me explain. No, don't worry about explaining that. That sounds boring. I don't hear that. I enjoy the game, and the puzzles often leave me scratching my head, and finding the solution is, in a, def- is a definite aha moment. It's free with PlayStation Plus right now, so I would definitely recommend it, but a purchase might not be worth it for your precious dollars. Like I said, it doesn't hold my attention for long periods of time. Shane Bailey. Thank you, Shane Bailey. If you want to be the IGN uh, mini reader of you, make sure you play one of the minis that Jeff Rubenstein and his wife make, and then send it to beyond.ign.com. Shane tosses in a PS. If I could be hit of the week, that would be awesome. My PSN ID is Insanity Lingers, all one word. Insanity Lingers, PSN hit of the week. Uh, go ahead and befriend him and be friends. The new microphones don't let you do the mm. helicopter voice at all. We need a better thing. I'm going down, PSN Lingers! Can't you just talk over your hands? Talk over your hands, talk to your hands. No, but the other ones were perfect. If you brought it in going, PSN hit confirm. It was perfect. What if I'm talking to my hand like this? That just sounds like you're weird. Sounds like you're just far away vampire. 
BSM Mini Review of the Week. Alright, that was that. I didn't print off the normal breakdown, but we're not missing anything. We got that covered. We got the mini review. Time for topic of the week already? Toe, toe, toe. Toe, toe, toe. Anthony! Yo, Vader, Lord Vader. This independent game came out, and you reviewed it called Modern Warfare 3. What's that all about? Um, well, it's pretty cool. One thing I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> Next topic of the week. One thing I didn't tell anybody. I mean, you know, just so you know, everyone that went and reviewed it went to a review event. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. It's just people sometimes like to know that. Yeah, talk about it. It was at a really nice resort thing. Is that why you gave it a nine? Uh, no. Actually, I didn't get, have any time to actually enjoy the amenities of what was going on because I was pretty much playing the game nonstop. So, walk them through your experience. You get to this nice place in where? Palm Springs? Is that right? Palm Springs, yeah. Okay. And then they, I go in my hotel room and they have the single player there for me to play. But then to play multiplayer, I go into this room they've set up with like a 36 terminals where we sit there and have all these 360s networked and we play games. We can play basically until any hour at night we want. Uh-huh. So that's how we do it. You play single player in your room, you play multiplayer there, but basically because I was only there for a couple of days, I really wanted to make sure I put in like way, way, way a ton of hours in into mo- it. So I didn't like sit there and, you know, go swimming, lay out in the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did anybody? Uh, no name names. I, I don't think actually anybody did. The, I, I, the only time I ever went and swam was like the first day when I got there before they started. Yeah. So, so now... How did you break up your time? Did you was that your only time with the game? So basically, I would basically spend all day till like 10 p.m., like 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. playing multiplayer, and then I would go back to my room and stay up really late okay. playing single player. Because single players, you said only like six hours long, right? Yeah, six or seven. Yeah. Um, so it's not that hard to power through. No. Um, so yeah, it was, but it was actually it seemed like it was more than adequate time. Like most of the time, with the even when we get games in the office, like for instance, Killzone Three, when I reviewed that. They only had like a total of four hours of multiplayer set up before the game came out. So this way I actually got way more multiplayer. Um, and uh, But yeah, it's a really good game. I mean, it's like the best uh, Call of Duty that has come out in a long time. Probably now, since Modern Warfare, the original one. Now you say that. And uh, I'm not a hater. But I just, uh, you know, first person shooters aren't my, my bag at all. But I always try Call of Duty's. And I haven't, tur- I haven't turned this one on yet. You gave me a copy last night. Uh, why is it the best? What makes it better than others? I mean, it, so a lot of the complaints I've seen about it is that it hits a lot on the same notes and stuff, which is totally valid. It uh-huh. does. Uh, you know, they're not going to change up the sort of, like, you know, cheesy action flick sort of mentality of the campaign. But it, but this one has, like, really great big moments, really great big scenes that keep you, like, you know, locked in. The way that, like, a, you know, the, the scenes that people remember even in a game like Homefront and stuff is, like, when you're doing, like, the air assault on the bridge and you're all in helicopters and stuff. And Call of Duty is just like, they're like the masters at putting in moments like that that are just kind of absurd and fun visual spectacle to watch. Gotcha. Um, and the campaign still has a lot of great firefights. The controls are still amazing, you know, because that's one thing that Call of Duty, like, even if you hate it, you have to recognize that it has, like, some of the best first person, like. You better recognize. Controls, yes, you better recognize. And the multiplayer is the best it's ever been. Now, you could go into it if you're not that familiar with it and be like, oh, hardly anything's changed. But the subtle changes that they do make to the way that perks work and the way that kill streaks works and stuff, it is really great. And there's 16 new maps. Like, and there's just a lot there for what I think is great. I mean, it was already, it was always been a great game. Yeah. You know, I've never played a Call of Duty that I thought was bad by any stretch. And this one, I think, just like uh, refines everything to a, to a really good sheen. Okay. Know? Okay. Uh, how high? What multiplayer level were you after the two, the days of whatever Palm Springs? Yeah, I was level thirty eight. Look at that. So, so that's 
probably not as impressive to some people that are listening out there, but I'm also not the best. I'm pretty good, but I'm not. I mean, I was getting. There were some people that while we were there got up to like level sixty something. You're, so. you're, you're no Bobby Amos. I'm no. Well, I think I, I actually think I can take Bobby on really. Uh, and oh my beat him. god, that's a oh, that's a video I want to see. So. Bobby, if you're listening, I'll set that up. Which yeah. I know you're not listening, but I'll make sure you to point this out to you. I've already told Bobby that I would take him on one on one. What did he say? He said, "Okay, okay." Oh man. So, so let's talk about what intrigues me most about Modern Warfare Three, which is the campaign. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, fact that it's World War Three, yeah. us versus Russia. I love it. So it's trying to make sense of the nonsensical story of two, which I think is kind of what holds the campaign back to an extent, is that the guys at Sledgehammer and Infinity Ward did a good job of roping that shit back in to try and make it a little bit more, but there's only so much you can do with, this, with like a shit storyline yeah, yeah. to start with. But uh, yeah, basically, it's uh, if the, where the second one left off is that through basically multiple wait, paths of deception, America and Russia, uh, Russia are now at war. Russia has actually invaded. The game starts up with you trying to take out a, basically a scrambler in New York City that's blocking our ability to launch airstrikes in to help our troops on the ground. So it is like a a pretty striking, I mean, probably unrealistic, obviously, but like, you know, a representation of what war with Russia would be like, right? It's like, you know, they have a whole fleet of warships right outside New York. They're launching crazy airplanes. They're giant hind helicopters are doing airstrikes on American troops, you know. It's like the first time in a Call of Duty game since they moved from World War II, where it's felt like there are two armies that are generally pretty equally armed fighting one another. Which I'm not saying that's how it is in real life, because Russia would have no hope of getting to the United States. They don't really have a navy that could do that. But, uh, but uh, you know, it's interesting just because, like, the ground troops are all equivalently armed and stuff, and you feel like you're fighting, like, a real enemy as opposed to, like... Terrorists a, and stuff like that, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, people hanging out in shanty towns last time. Exactly. So, I mean, it, it's got... See, like, that interests me. I didn't know that. I didn't... I, I know nothing about it, really. So, that's... That actually does get me. Anytime, you, like, you bring... And this always makes me sound like such an idiot. But, like, when you bring it to something I can recognize, like a New York or whatever, then I... And, like, especially a, a, a fear, right? Like, a, a fear of mine or whatever, like, America being invaded or something like that. That interests me. That's the that's the best kind of stuff. I mean, like I said from the beginning, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, a huge Modern Warfare fan. And, and you know, I played Modern Warfare 2 and and actually got most of the trophies in it. Like I was telling you, like, I did as much of the spec op stuff by myself as I could because I was so desperate not to play online. I, I got a lot of trophies in Modern Warfare 2 as well. Yeah, like, I beat it on, yeah, I beat it on hard. I got all, I got all the single-player trophies. Um, and then uh, the uh, I did the spec ops as I could by myself. I didn't want to play with anyone. But, you know, what I was really excited about with this one was, like, that imagery, that that mw3 turning into ww3 in the in the, in the first trailer yeah. and stuff like that i'm like that's so fucking that being cool. said like, only like probably 10 percent of the game takes place in america lame. well i don't care about that i mean i'm that- just saying because it, it, it since it is world war three it turns into like you know the fact that russia has also invaded like american allies such as france and stuff like that they're sweeping into germany so you're helping stymie like the, you know you're working with special forces to help them and stop them in germany help stop them in france you know that's cool i mean I, i'm ex- i'm excited to play the campaign i mean we're just so inundated i was telling greg like yeah. it seems like modern warfare 3 and battlefield 3 are gonna have to wait until christmas break probably for me to actually play them because i'm still working my way through arkham and then skyrim and then yeah, I, you know. i'm intentionally not buying skyrim anytime soon because i'm trying to finish batman see that's the whole thing i had that moment last night of like fr- freezing of like what to play because i brought home modern warfare and i knew we'd be talking about it but i've already started skyward sword and i want to get a lot of skyward sword in so i can read rich's review and i want to get as much skyward sword in before skyrim comes out because i'm gonna play skyrim until thanksgiving break when i go back to chicago when i'm gonna bring zelda with me along with mario 3ds because when i'm in chicago my parents have a wii so i can put it in there and play there and it's but how are you gonna transfer your save uh sd, SD card, card. SD can you card. do that yeah, yeah yeah i have a digital camera i can put it on okay 
Cool. I, I yeah, I'm excited to play it. I think I think it looks really cool. I have no like I said on Twitter the other day, and a few people, well, a lot of people were like, "You're crazy." I'm like, I have absolutely no intention of playing that game online. I would encourage you to if if you and Greg each had a copy, I would highly encourage you guys to play some Spec Ops together. It's oh, totally yeah. worth playing together, Spec Ops, not the survival mode, which is new and I think people really like. I thought it was cool, but it, I actually prefer the missions, just because there's some really cool missions where like you could be disarming IEDs along the road and Greg sitting up on a rooftop with a sniper rifle trying to make sure that you stay alive. Stuff like that. I don't know. It's cool. I mean, I, I actually really enjoy. I wasn't playing it properly in Modern Warfare 2, but I really did enjoy Spec Ops there. Like, I was telling Anthony, like, I would spend an entire day on a mission that, like, clearly was made for two people and, like, figure out how to do it by myself. Yeah, I mean, the missions are... I'm veteran Spec Ops missions are supposed to take, like, anywhere between, like, three and ten minutes. I would spend, like... I would be, like, on a map sometimes for, like, an hour. <laughs> you know, like... I remember just one in very particular, an early mission one in Modern Warfare 2, where it's snowing and you're, like, on a wooded path and there are, like, Russian soldiers, like, walking around up towards a house on a ridge and you had to, like, figure out how to get into the house and clear it. Um, and, and they had dogs and stuff like that. And I remember, like, I spent all day, like, a, a Saturday in my old house in Daly City, like, and I did it by myself. And I was quite proud. <laughs> and I got, like, a bronze trophy or something. Uh, have you played Battlefield? I've played through the, like, first uh, hour and a half of the campaign. How do they compare? Because um, we gave them both nines, but Peter reviewed that one, you reviewed Call of Duty. Yeah, and in general, I think everyone said that Battlefield was more of a case of, like, like I feel Modern Warfare is like a case of the campaign being good, the multiplayer being great, you know, yeah, yeah. pretty awesome. And then with Battlefield, it was like, the campaign sucks, but the multiplayer is really fucking awesome, so it gets a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the campaign so far in Battlefield is... Uh, I mean, if you've, if you've seen the trailers that they did forever, you've played, you've already, you'll play through the first, like, two missions and feel like, oh, I've, I've already done this a hundred oh. times because you've seen it so many times. And it is, it is heavily, heavily, heavily scripted, which is fine because I think, I know they're trying to, like, go with the Call of Duty thing, but it is disappointing because when you played something like Bad Company 2, Bad Company 2 was, like, it was still funneled, but instead of, like, being funneled down an alleyway, you were funneled down, like, a, a, a city block and then you could use destruction. To carve uh, new paths that you would uh, then use to find exactly where you wanted to go. Like, if you wanted to come at a guy from his flank, you would blow out a hole in the wall. That sort of thing. In Battlefield, it's all very, very scripted. You are... It's a, I mean, it feels basically like a Call of Duty clone, which is just something I don't necessarily feel like Battlefield's ever... Those guys have never necessarily had much experience doing a super linear... Campaign. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. What... Gotcha. what uh... It's, it kind of sucks because, I mean, we, we, we get so much experience with some of these games at review events and, and preview events, especially. When Anthony, I wanted to play Battlefield 3 because I really have very little. I played Bad Company. I wrote the guide for it, but I hadn't played Bad Company 2, and I really have no experience with, with that series And other than that. And, and I wanted to play Battlefield 3. And when Anthony and I went to Las Vegas, we sat down to play the game, and the build wouldn't let us invert the controls, so I couldn't play it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was an indicative sign of how busted that game was going to be, which is true. I mean, they had to release like a 200 meg patch day one. Yeah. That game definitely could have used a couple more months to get some of the kinks fleshed out. That being said, they've done quite a bit with it, and I know multiplayer is still you know, an incredible thing. But if you didn't like multiplayer, I don't know that very many people would recommend Battlefield at this point. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not going to play multiplayer. Interesting. I look forward to playing single-player Call of Duty. Yeah, me too. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I, I sent, I sent commie this. bastards coming over here. I know. Stealing my potato bread? I don't think so. Stealing your potato bread? This I like, is a, this I like is a devious plot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it too. All right. Looks forward to it. Thank you, Anthony. You're yes, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, now let's kick it to the readers. Hi. 
Hey, readers. Uh, remember, yeah. if you want to be part of the show, everybody email beyond at IGN.com. You can be part of Reader Mail! And don't forget about this list as well. Mail call. You want to kick it off with that? Go ahead. Should we do it? Yeah. Uh, all right. So last week I promised you guys uh, – well, let's go back to the beginning, shall we, Greg? Please. In late September, we talked about – we talk a lot about post-apocalyptic settings and, and how much you know I like them. And I, I know Greg likes them too. He's watching Jericho now. And stuff like I am. That. Um, Jericho. And uh, <laughs> I, I said, you know, I really love The Road. I really love Alas Babylon, etc. and so on. What books would you guys recommend that I read next? And the response was overwhelming. So overwhelming, in fact, that I literally didn't have time before like the last five episodes of Beyond to actually compile a list of books that you guys recommended. We're talking about a lot of books, a lot of emails. I've, I've seen very few uh, rounds of emails this thick. Um, but what a lot of people in, asked us, and you guys, you know, you can just bear with me for a couple minutes. Uh, what a lot of people asked asked is like, what books were people recommending? You know, like like they're like, here's my recommendation. What were the other books that people were recommending? So I thought yeah. I would just I, I actually wrote down every book that yes. got recommended. Yeah, it's every a long giant list, Colin wrote down. Um, and I thought I'd read them really quick, really quick. Okay. Um, and then I'll tell you guys who won and what the, the most recommended book was. Um, and I want to start with just a list of books that were only recommended once. So these are the books, and I can't vouch for any of these books. I can't. I don't know if they're going to be good or bad. I don't know. Um, I'm intent on reading some of them, obviously. Um, so here are the books that were recommended once by one person: Guns of the South by Harry Turtledove. Uh, Farms Freehold by Robert Heinlein, uh, Anthem by Neil Stevenson, Shalcott Crescent by Faye Weldon, The Slinks by Tatiana Toltstaya, Tol- Tol- I'm sorry, Z for Zachariah, I'm just going to say the names of the books, a society, <laughs> a society of Good Men, uh, Left Behind, Prayers for the Assassin. Left Behind, all right. Well, do you know that one? Yeah, that's, the, that's like the Bible books about yeah. the, yeah. Tim LaHaye. Is yeah. That yeah, I don't know anything about it. He said it was about like Revelation. And yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Antichrist popular, comes back. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I never. I never I've read, read him. Um, the Grim Reaper, End of Days, a book called Damon. Oh my God! Uh, the it's man, all coming true. The Man in the High Castle, The Old Man in the Wasteland, uh, Fingerprints of the Gods, The Long Walk, Lucifer's Hammer, By the Waters of Babylon. I like this one. Go Go Girls of the Apocalypse. <laughs> I'd read that one. The Strange Trilogy, Land of Ash, After London, which is what? apparently a 19th century post-apocalyptic book, which sounds awesome. Um, written in the 19th century. Uh, Why the Last Man, Zone A, uh, The Chrysalids, Ariel, Day of the Triffids, The Andromeda Strain, uh, Childhood's End, obviously, uh, Galapagos, Harmony, and Cell. Uh, and then, but then there were books. Oh, I'm sorry. Cell is by Stephen King. I yes. give that one my my that uh, that's in a stamp of approval. Um, but then there were books that were recommended more than once, and some of them were recommended twice, like Shade's Children, uh, Dies the Fire, The Postman, Year of the Flood. Year of the Flood is another one that um, I give the high recommendation to. One second after Swan Song, Children of the Dust, The Hunger Games, uh, The Dark Tower. But then there were books that were recommended even more times, like three times. Ready Player One is one of them. Uh, the Passage, and then we keep going. Uh, on the beach, which is apparently supposed to be really good, but then there were books that were recommended like six, seven, eight, nine times. I can't believe Dark Tower wasn't one of those. Anyways, keep going. Um, the a book that was recommended six times was Oryx and Crake, which people well, okay, so Oryx and Crake. So people realize uh, Oryx and Crake is uh, the the second part of the Year of the Flood. So the Year of the Flood is the first one. Oryx and Crake is the second one. Yeah, Margaret Atwood. I see. They're is both the, by Margaret the, Atwood. Yeah. Okay. Both excellent. So that sounds cool. Uh, the book I'm probably going to read first, honestly, is The Stand. Six people recommended that. I've never read that book. Of course. Um, Stephen King obviously wrote that. Uh, Earth Abides by George R. Stewart got five votes. Um, but the book that won above all else with eight votes is A Canical for Leibowitz. Never by, even heard of it. By Walter M. Miller Jr. And so I thought what would be fair was the book that was most recommended, the person who recommended it first would win. Um, so Michael Pham 
one. Um, now, here's the thing I was telling Greg this morning is that <laughs> I can't find the persona code that I was going to give away in my mailbox. I have no idea what I did with it. So, Michael, I'm going to email you uh, this afternoon if you're not listening. Um, and we'll work something out. I'll send you a game or we'll find a code yeah, yeah, for you. We'll make, like it that. we'll make it right. We'll, we'll make it right. Um, that shouldn't be an issue at all. I'm sorry that it's not going to be Persona 2. It could be. Maybe it's in my mailbox. I have no idea um, what I did with it. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for the recommendations. This is awesome place to start. This can keep me busy forever. Um, and I appreciate you guys taking the time. It, this, this just proves how awesome Beyond listeners are. Yeah. That we got so many recommendations for books. You know, We're not even talking about games. We're not talking about Uncharted 3 Spoiler Cast. We're not talking about any of those things. We, we're talking about fucking books. And we got all these emails. And I'm, I'm, so, I'm proud of you guys. So thanks. While we're talking about that, uh, remember last week we said, hey, we're going to do this Uncharted 3 giveaway. We're going to give away two collector's editions. Sending you know, your representation of your favorite moment from Uncharted. I meant to say a cutoff date for that. I never did. Uh, next, next Beyond, we're going to announce the winners of that. So you have until uh, next Monday, we'll say, to get in stuff. So I can actually go through it and choose winners. Um, let's get to some real questions. Beyond at IGN.com if you want to be part of the show. Just like Paul did, Paul writes in and says, Beyond, hey guys, wonder if you could clarify something for me with regards to Metal Gear Solid HD. The HD version comes with three games, but could you tell me what Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2 on the MSX2 games are? Are they mini games? No, Paul. Uh, those are the original Metal Gear games. Those are like the NES versions. The ones that are way hard. They're super yeah, hard. they're really yeah, hard. Yeah. So the MSX was basically an 8-bit computer that was popular in Japan, that format. Um... And those games, Metal Gear, the original one, everyone always is like, well, Metal Gear came out on the NES. Actually, Metal Gear came out on MSX first. Totally. And, and the, just like Castlevania, actually. So the, um, the Metal Gear that we know on NES and love is uh, really a ported down version on the NES. It's, uh, the MSX version is considered the, the quintessential version of that mm-hmm. game. So you're actually getting the good version of the yeah, game. And this are- is the real Metal Gear 2, not the... Metal Gear Two we got in the states. This is that the was Japanese like, Metal yeah, Gear like, Two. Yeah. That wasn't really Metal Gear. Yeah, and these are all on the metal. When you when you boot up the HD collection, go into Metal Gear Solid Three, and in there there's an extras menu that has the MSX games on it. So you want to go there to play. And it. let me just save some people the time, especially if they don't have like old, what I always call old school sensibilities. Go on Game Facts and get yourself a FAQ, please, <laughs> because you are never going to figure out what you're supposed to do ever. The games are brutal. Uh, Paul has a second bonus question uh, for my Skyrim question. He says, "I've only played RPGs on the PC. Do you think now is the time to try it for the PS3, or should I stick with the PC for this one?" Answer that question. We don't know yet. Yeah, PC is beautiful. Said, the PC version looks gorgeous. Here's what he says, though. I'm worried about the controls and having few buttons to cast spells, switch weapons, etc. Do you think the graphics will be as good on the PC or as the PC? Here's what I from Charles' review. He says that it actually plays better with the 360 controller than the PC controls. I imagine that'll be the same for PS3. So there, there's the control things. As far as visuals, no. PS, if you have a quality PC, it's going to run circles around the console, mm-hmm. guaranteed. Yeah, it's all about preference. But maybe. you could play it on PC and plug in a controller. I'm exactly. Sure. Yeah. Um, you said something about something that struck with one of the other questions. We're talking about MSX games and older games in general. Mm. Jonathan writes into beyond.ign.com. He says, hi, Greg, Colin, and unknown guests, if applicable. It is applicable. It's Anthony Gaius. There he is. Chef Money on Twitter. Give him a follow. Listen to the comedy button. Uh, I have two quick questions. I know that Greg and Colin usually go by the mantra, old game is old. But I'm wondering if you would ever see yourselves thinking like that about a PS3 great like Uncharted, Batman, Infamous, and other great games. Colin, you want to respond first? Yeah, so I actually had Greg. I, I, I implicitly told Greg to print this email out because I never said old game's old. That's totally Greg. I totally disagree with him. Uh, like an ev- that's on every, my bl- on yeah, every my, level. That's my blanket them. statement. Just like we always talk about hamming it up. I'm hamming it up. Yes, I loved the Metal Gear collection. I gave it a 9. Those games are old as well. I'm just saying, like, when people start pitching a fit about no backwards compatibility, I'm not sitting down, man, man, really want to play Oni right now. No, that doesn't no, happen. No, of course not, but, I, like, my favorite game of all time is still an NES game, and 
you know, I, lo- I actually love old games and think that overall they were better than they are now. Um, so better than they are now. I mean, not there are better games today than there were in the past, but I think that the, the like when you look at the NES and the SNES and even the PlayStation libraries, like I feel like that they were pretty friggin' strong. Gabrak from Wheaton, Illinois, next to Greg Miller's hometown of Glen Ellen, Illinois. I went to high school in Wheaton, actually, too. He says, Beyond, Beyond. with Arkham City getting a 9.5, Uncharted 3 getting a 10, Dark Souls getting a 9, Gears getting a 9, Sonic getting an 8.5, both Battlefield and Modern Warfare getting 9s, Super Mario 3D Land getting a 9.5, Rayman Origins with a 9.5, and sure to be fantastic reviews of Skyrim, Skyward Sword, Assassin's Creed Revelations, Halo Anniversary, and Mario Kart 7. Do you think it is fair to call this the golden age of gaming? We would be lucky just to have a few of these great games in the course of three months in a normal year. But this year is beyond, excuse the pun, anything we've ever seen. Do you think this is the new standard, or is this lineup most likely, is this, oh, not likely to be rivaled for years to come? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know that this hasn't been done before. It definitely has like, been. I feel like every holiday gets pretty crazy and amazing. I, but I think these are some of the best scores overall, at least in like the quantity we're getting. I have, no, I have no data to back this up, but I've worked here for five years now, and I think this that is... That being said, it's towards the end of the life cycle for true. all these things, so people know how to do great things with them. You and... saw that with PS2, right? Like At the end there, you know, yeah, you were having a million great games. And 64, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I just feel like people are you know, taking advantage of everything and making quality games. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I don't think this is the golden age of gaming. I mean, I don't think that at all. Um, I mean, I think games are really good right now. Like, yeah. there's some great games out there, but I still really look at like 1990 to 2000 as being like the golden age, you know. Mm-hmm. And especially like the mid 90s and on for RPGs in general, which was like my shit, like the, the unrivaled. So interesting. I that will always be the golden age of gaming to me. All right. I, I I don't think I think I don't know if there'll ever be a game golden age of gaming. I think it's just going to continue to get better. Hopefully, and keep getting fleshed out and more and more diverse and more. Well, and yeah, more. I think it's, I think if anything is going to get more diverse, I think that yeah. we're going to start seeing a lot of games that we don't want to play. Well, as core gamers, whatever you don't you don't think so. I think there'll be a you lot want of, to go play Farmville. I think there's going to be a lot of n- niche games. I think games. Uh, the golden age of gaming is coming soon, but it's going to be when we're playing Unreal based games in do- our browser. What are you doing? <laughs> He's rubbing his chest. What I about saw it? That. <laughs> He's rubbing his chest on the mic. <laughs> uh, speaking of your shit, Colin. Yeah. Steve Kamal. Kumal. Kamal. Kamal. He says he's, he's, he spells it here uh, phonetically, so I don't fuck it up. But oh, I yeah. mean, sorry. Steve Kamal. Uh, I just want to let Colin know that he isn't alone with his Limp Biscuit dream. If you remember last week, Colin talked about how he had a dream where his old band reunited to be a Limp Biscuit covered man. I haven't listened to this crap in, this crap band in ten plus years, but for some reason, a couple weeks ago, I had a dream where I was the front man for Limp Biscuit and we were playing a show. Fred Durst was still on stage for some reason. All I did was stage dive, and I don't think I sang at all. What is wrong with us? I don't know. I mean, I always talk about this with people. Is that um, I'm unabashedly like proud of having liked these bands and liking them because. I don't think Limp Bizkit's a crap band. Like, Limp Bizkit is, was actually really good. You know, like, uh, $3 Bill and Significant Other. I think those are, like, awesome albums. And, and if they were awesome albums at one time, how are they not awesome albums anymore? You know? It's like, I was thinking about that. You know what I was thinking about with that with? Was like, that first Linkin Park record, Hybrid Theory, which, like, everyone loved. Yeah. And was on the charts for, like, four years. And now everyone hates them or whatever. Like, hates that. It's like, whatever, man. That album's still awesome. You know? I don't, I don't hate things because it's, it's uh, necessarily popular to hate them. Like, I still think that, you know, I would still put in $3 Bill and, like, listen to it. I think it's still good. Checking out Hella Mike skills. Sam writes into Beyond at IGN.com. Beyond! Beyond. Skyrim is releasing tomorrow. I know you guys have been joking around the fact that it will win Game of the Year. My question is, with Batman, Uncharted, and a slew of other great games out, what will make Skyrim pull ahead? I know my vote right now is Uncharted. Thanks, Beyond. I have no idea. Because I haven't fucking played it. I still... I, I stand by my statement that I do believe, and this is without having played it either, that Skyrim will win Game of the Year. 
And the reason it's going to win Game of the Year is that we're going to play all these games now, and we're going to come back from break to vote on the Game of the Year. And everybody's going to come back and be like, I love Uncharted, I love Batman, I love Zelda. I am still playing Skyrim. I am still lost in that world. I don't care that mammoths rain from the sky. That's why I think they'll vote for it. Anthony, your opinion. Uh, at this point, not having played Skyrim, Portal 2 is still where I live. Portal 2 is an amazing game. I want to make sure that gets nominated. I'd still vote for Uncharted over it, not having played Skyrim. I think my game of the year, honestly, is... is well, we've talked about it. It's, it's, it's between three games right now without having played Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, Infamous 2, Resistance 3, and Catherine. Those are my games of the year. Interesting. Interesting. You're right. Portal 2, higher Metacritic score than... Uh, most every other game. Most every other console exclusive for any other system. I believe it. Great game. All right, two questions left. You ready? Mm-hmm. Devin writes in, Since you are reviewing Assassin's Creed Revelations, none of us in this room are. Uh, Rich George is doing that. I'm playing it at home. Can you tell me if there's a sex scene? And if there is, where is it at? So I'll know when to not play in front of my mom. Thanks. Oh, Beyond. Man, I wouldn't tell you Devin. that if I did know. <laughs> I want that uncomfortable moment to pop up. Devin, I would love to tell you as well, but I am only two DNA sequences into Assassin's Creed Revelations, so I cannot tell you yet. Don't play in front of your mom. Yeah, don't play in front of your mom. Why does your mom watch you play? Well, maybe she's a good mother. She Move actually out. cares what's happening. Oh, Assassin's Creed? Yeah. Oh, sorry. You fell asleep? Yeah. You know, every time Assassin's Creed yeah, you mentioned? Yeah. Well, we'll see what Rich says about that. <laughs> Once the embargo's off, we'll see what I have to I say know. about I, that. I as mean, well. I, the last Assassin's Creed game I played was two, so yeah, they can be great for all. I, I loved them. I loved them all, and I, then I started this one, and we'll talk about it later. Uh, Adam writes in. He says, "Scoop." I think he's got the wrong show. Yeah, but wrong it doesn't show, matter, buddy. Uh, he, but then he addresses it to us, so I count it. Uh, I read Colin and Greg's reviews of Medieval and Metal Gear Solid HD, uh, and I had a few questions before I decided which to spend my money, my time, and money on. Somebody's calling on the Skype line. Do we answer it? Yeah, why not? Okay, let me see if this will crash the system if I hit the Skype. I'm going to hit the Skype. Oh, that's Skype. No, that's the phone. Fudge. Hold on. Hit the phone. Recording. Oh, you can't begin recording in the middle of the show. So, sorry, guy on the phone. You're not getting on the show. Anyways, uh, read uh, Colin and Greg's Medieval and Metal Gear Solid HD reviews. Had a question about each of them. Number one, Colin. Hmm. For Medieval moves, how is the enemy and environment variety? I played it at E3 and it was fun, but I found it a little repetitive. Yeah, I mean it's 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 uh it's medieval, you know, it's castles and dungeons and you know fields and it's cool. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, honestly, I haven't played Metal Gear Solid Collection, but uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid Two is like one of my favorite games. Yeah. And I mean, if you're gonna buy one game, I mean, I think it's pretty clear which game you should buy. Oh, he's not asking. He's he's not asking which to buy. Oh, okay. he just has questions about. Both oh, okay. Games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Medieval Moves has some variety. It's a pretty meaty campaign. It took me a long time to get through it. Yeah. I mean, all things considered. So, all right. number two goes to me. Does Peace Walker on Metal Gear Solid HD support transferring? I seem to recall a recent trailer stating it did. If so, how does it work? You are a motherfucker, Adam. If you read the review, you'd see a whole sentence highlighted about transferring. You'd click on it. You'd watch me on a video transfer. So you're, Why do they call it transferring? You're Fuck a dumbass. Because that's what Who, Kojima. Yeah, Kojima invented it. He's allowed to call it what he wants to. No, he didn't invent shit. He inv- it's nothing that. If new. you're not, if you're not aware of what this is, if you buy Metal Gear Solid, you can take your Peace Walker save between your PS3 and your PSP and play the so game either on system. You can transfer it. Well, I it's I think it's called transferring. It. That guy, you can just, that guy just makes a fucking mockery of the English language all the time. In his dialogue for his games, too, he's just like, the, I'm going to mix in some random Greek and Latin to make me sound smart. Well, you can make games, and then you can call it whatever you want to call it. Ugh. Disgusting. How dare you, sir? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 214. Wow, we- we're getting close. We're only... Uh- 86 episodes away from 300. <laughs> yeah, remember, start booking your plane tickets to San Francisco for 86 weeks from now. I was say, it's only like a whole more than a year away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, if you want to be part of the show, please email us at beyond.ign.com. If you have friends who don't listen to Podcast Beyond but like video games, tell them about us if you like us. You know, why not? We'd love to have them part of the show. Please do. Uh, we work for a site called IGN.com, so go there and read the articles, because that's what really pays the bills. This is just uh, parsley on the plate of content that we put out every day. Is that us? Oh, no. Someone next door is using a telephone. I thought, the, I thought it, we were being taken over by this phone. Uh, follow us on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy, G-R-E-G-G-Y. Colin is no taxation. Anthony is chuff money. Yeah, I hardly use mine, though. I mostly lurk people rather that's than say stuff. That's good. People can still look at you. I used to say stuff, like, but then it would be like depressing. So then I stopped. Mm, mm. Uh, usually, this is where I say, "Hey, Ryan, take me home." But Ryan's not here to take me home, so I had to do it myself. And, ladies and gentlemen, I think for the first time in probably I don't even know last seven episodes, I've run the show without Clements. I'm not just going to play a Damon track. I thought ahead, got a listener submission track. Uh, this comes from a British girl. Her name is Becky Tunse. Tunse. T S E. T T S E. S E C T say T say she spelled it out phonetically as well, but I still screw oh, okay. up. Okay. T U H dash say T say is how she said to say to say. Oh, that's better. That's probably T say T S E Becky with an I T S E to say. You can find her stuff on the iTunes. You can also find it on the YouTube's. We're playing the Death of Superman. Pretty predictable track. If you ever want to get Greg Miller to play your song, be a British girl and write about write a song about Superman. Pretty much guaranteed to get on. So. Becky, take me home. Beyond! Beyond. Say it. Beyond. Oh, yeah, say it. Uh, you hate life. Beyond. There it is. Yay!
Yeah. 